Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 70 of He Book, She Book. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are so close to SummerSlam. I keep forgetting that it's the same month as Money in the Bank, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's going to also be on a Saturday. You know how we feel about Saturday pay-per-views. Very excited for that. We had another week of just, you know, WWE and AEW. I'm happy to talk about AEW. We haven't talked about that, I feel like, in a little bit because of all the pay-per-views. But there's a lot going on. Well, yeah, there's there's some outside stuff that we're not going to get into. More, yeah. more Vince McMahon news. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we do have SummerSlam just in like a couple weeks, right? July right. 30th. We already have five matches announced, which we'll get to as the show progresses. But, like, the fact that there's already so much announced and we are so close to you know, Money in the Bank, we're just coming off the heels of it. We're just kind of laying everything out. Austin Theory is your Money in the Bank holder. Liv Morgan already cashed in her Money in the Bank, so we only have that one briefcase to kind of watch out for. Uh, but, you know, a lot of allusions to that Money in the Bank being cashed in at SummerSlam. But we're going to start off with AEW. And this year, just in general, has been just injury-riddled. It's actually crazy. For, for every company, for WWE, for AEW, even like Impact and, and AAA and New Japan, just injuries everywhere. Yes, this is, we are, the wrestling world is hurting, like literally yeah. hurting. And then you have guys like MJF who are just, you MIA. know, who knows where he is. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, Naomi, Naomi. Like, where are they? And then there's so many rumors that like these people are no longer on the roster. Bray Wyatt still exists somewhere right. to someone. Right. Where is he? God, I hope he comes back soon. Bailey, still on the shelf. Still not Don't. back. Don't even get We're me over, started. We are over a year since we saw Bailey. Don't even get me started. I had a whole a whole thing about it last week. I'll try not to go in crazy about it this week. I just, I miss her. I miss well, her. Well, I, I do have a Bailey theory that we'll get to later, but we're going to kick this off with Dynamite. We kicked off Dynamite with Wardlow versus Scorpio Sky. Wardlow's going for his first ever championship in AEW. Scorpio Sky's had this way too long feud with Sammy Guevara, finally getting something new. It's a street fight for the TNT Championship, and this couldn't have been laid out worse for poor Scorpio Sky because he just he stood no chance. No, not against Wardlow. And Wardlow wins this title. This is He's the new TNT champion. He is a first-time title holder now in AEW. Very excited about it. We've been saying this for ever that Wardlow deserves a title shot, that Wardlow needs gold around his waist, and now he has it. The only thing, the only thing that makes me nervous about him having this is the fact that Sammy Guevara was tweeting about how he wants Wardlow to win because if Wardlow wins, he can go after the TNT title again. Yeah, my hope is that he's just trolling. Yes, like, please don't. Because, I mean, Sammy, just... Sit down. Yeah, let's just, let's do something else with you. Uh, with you and Ty, like they do have the stuff going on with Jericho Appreciation right. Society, which is good because, yeah, the last thing we need is like a Wardlow Sammy Guevara feud. No, we don't need that at all. The interesting thing with Wardlow is I feel like he is due to just continue dominating whoever, like, I, I expect like weekly dominance. Yeah, like, I'm very excited Wardlow. to see what kind of champ he's going to be because I feel like he's going to be a fighting champ. I feel like it's. They should be. It's going to be really good matches that he's going to win for a while like even if it's somebody like Miro coming out here or or somebody not just squash matches I feel like they're going to be there's going to be some squash in there I think there's going to be multiple weeks of squash matches where you'll have like 
guys that get in some offense, like a Dante Martin is like the perfect example. Right, of like he'll right. come in, he'll do his flippies, and then Wardlow just power bombs him a hundred times into hell. The bring up Miro is interesting though, because I think that's a guy that you'd want Wardlow to face in an actual program. Well, that's a, what I'm saying. I think that he would his matches. This is Wardlow's matches would be dominant regardless of who he went against. So whether he had squash matches just like randomly throughout the week on Dynamite or Rampage, and then in big pay per views or big episodes of those, then he has these matches against like Miro or somebody who would just be like you know biggie's dream of big meaty men slap at me you know (laughs) like i think i think it would just be amazing to see him as like this fighting champ i think that there's an interesting story to be told with wardlow because the fact that mjf is completely MIA. yeah yeah you could have wardlow for weeks if not months just dominate Mm -hmm. and at just the first sighting of mjf he could completely screw over wardlow Mm -hmm. and like start an alliance with whoever it is that he helps and you know, I, I just I don't think that Wardlow MJF thing is necessarily done just because of no, how we just have to find where MJF is exactly just like the way MJF left mm-hmm. after that last match with Wardlow and the insane promo that he cut on Tony we've heard nothing absolutely nothing it's solely crickets like and it was it's not the same as like Sasha and Naomi where Sasha and Naomi kind of very quietly not on television just bounced yeah and MJF cut a promo we also keep hearing then rumors bounced. about sasha and naomi like they're taken off of the internal roster and peacock got rid of sasha's icon and like it's a whole thing like we keep hearing things like that about them we hear nothing nothing about mjf yeah i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing i know like we also really don't hear anything about punk but we know punk is hurt hurt. like we know punk like broke his foot surgery danielson he's hurt so like that's a different we kind of we did get an update with danielson a couple weeks ago and that one is also a very, like, touchy subject of, like, I really hope that he's back soon, but also that he doesn't come back too soon. Yeah, I agree with that. But I've been saying this since he came back in general. My yeah. heart hurts for him and well, worries he's been, for He's him. been going hard, too. He goes too hard. He goes too hard for somebody who has concussion injuries and all of these other th- – like, I just worry about him as a person, and I hope he's okay. And, like, it's similar to, like, when we were talking about Jeff Hardy how like talk about jeff hardy. jeff hardy was booked into like every single week yes. into a match into ladder matches into no disqualification matches. matches and like it was too much mm-hmm. too soon yes. and like we're not gonna sit here and blame that for the reason why jeff has his issues that he has now they've been you know they've been pestering for you know 20 years now, say, he's basically. had these issues for decades now but it is interesting when you have guys that you know have like a certain history like like brian danielson and the fact that he was booked so like just week after week mm-hmm. in these like, brutal matches it's just it it makes you think about you know are we are we booking things like the right way like i feel like sting is booked booked in a perfect way where he gets yeah. like one big match like a month or so yeah and then he can really show out and then disappear and it's fine yeah, I agree with that. I But it's the names, you know? Like, yeah. Sting's a big name, but an older man. Whereas, like, Punk is a big name who can still just shell out. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, one day I'll get it, no, is a matter. big name, and he wants to go hard. He wants but, to like, be in hard-hitting matches. That's what I'm matches. saying. Like- and same with Jeff Hardy, whereas Jeff Hardy, I think Jeff Hardy might have been, like, 
bro, I need to slow down. And like, I think the opposite. I think, think I think he was just like, I'm just going to go full bore. This is like my last run. You're probably right. And nobody can tell him otherwise. Yeah. Because I know the same problem with Danielson. Like he wants it too much, but at a certain point you have to like, at what point are these guys used more as attractions as opposed to like weekly Yes. Matches. There was a thing that came out when Jeff originally went to AEW with like him and Matt, I think Matt Hardy might have put this out like an interview or something saying that Jeff was blown away about the fact that there was no real creative team that they left a lot of the creative and a lot of like the script quote unquote up to the wrestlers. Yeah. And so I think you're right. I think Jeff was just like, oh, this is my show. Like I'm going to come yeah, like, out here and do whatever. whatever I want. Like I feel like some guys need a little bit more. Yeah. And like, and some people that had like small runs in AEW have said like the same thing, where like it was almost a negative how much freedom yes. there was. Uh, but like with Danielson and with Punk too, like these guys, I feel like shouldn't be wrestling every week. Yeah, like they should be like as much as we can shit on WWE for like Roman not fighting and not appearing sometimes. Yeah, it makes it more special when he does. Right. Like, I want Roman there every single week, but I don't want him to wrestle until it's, like, just the pay-per-views. Right. Or like, maybe, like, one big tag match every we've couple. We've said this about Roman before. His backstage segments are just ugh, perfect. Yeah. Like, when he's just sitting like in his... Like, his presentation in general right yes, now is perfect. When he's just, like, sitting in his locker room watching what's going on and not actually part of the action, like, that's fantastic. He's there. He's getting heat, but he's not injuring himself. He's not overdoing it. And I, I, I don't know, man. I worry about some of these guys. But Jeff Hardy got... He got, he got a shout-out. He got a shout-out this week, and it was not a good one. Um, like also, a good example of someone that isn't wrestling Yes, that much, I was going to bring him but up. But is absolutely killing it week to week. Yes. While, like, he, like, Christian Cage, week after week, this past, like, month, mm-hmm. has come out and gotten the most heat of anyone on any wrestling show. It's fantastic. He's turning and he's into not the, wrestling. the perfect heel without having to wrestle. Like no. it was Christian. He's having Cage. someone else do his bidding, which is like yes. MJF Wardlowish. Yes, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out to start talking. They get interrupted by Matt Hardy, and Christian Cage has just been on one with these promos yeah. the last few weeks. And we haven't been able to talk about it because no, we've had like all these. We've pay-per-views. had all these other things happening. So this is really the first time we're talking about it. And I will tell you what, this is just insane. He started just saying some shit about Jeff Hardy not being sober and still being less of a disappointment to the hardy family than matt hardy but immediately he as soon as he said jeff hardy's name and talked about him not being sober and having issues the asshole champ started immediately and like what a way to make the perfect heel yeah like christian it was very easy to do so this easy. we've been we've been waiting for months it for him does to turn not on. matter to the crowd that jeff hardy is like it's the same thing with with John Moxley. Like if you start talking about John Moxley like not being sober and how he went to rehab to better his life and and now Jeff Hardy the same thing like we love them. So yeah. like it it's okay. Like they're not here and we're sad that they're not here. We're not happy that they're not here. We're sad they're not here. We want them to get better. So you're an asshole for bringing it up in a negative way. Yeah, like this is just like heel promo 101. Yes. Like talk some real shit real that people shit. like you, you know, it's it's very like, talk about these touchy subjects. Yes, like, Christian brought up wound, Jeff's name you know? multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, with Jungle Boy talking about his dead father. Talking oh, my God. About said how his he mother, wanted his whole family dead. Like, it's Insane. it's this kind of shit that, like, it's real. Yes. But, like, assumedly, <laughs> Christian's clearing this with the guys backstage God, I beforehand. Hope so. But, like, it's just, it's perfect because. I hope he even, like, clears with Matt beforehand. Well, it's like, these guys like, go back 20 yeah, years. Yeah, like, at this prep point. Matt. Like, I'm sure like hey, something. I'm going to talk shit on Jeff, you know? But it's also good because. 
WWE has the issue of they won't talk about shit that they don't like. They want to just kind of put things in the past and yes. not bother talking about it. Jeff Hardy still exists in this world. Yeah. In WWE, he wouldn't. No. Like Sasha Banks does not exist in WWE. Well, world. the Hardys in general don't exist in WWE right now. Not yeah, not right Anybody now. Anybody that has bounced over to AEW doesn't exist unless they're talking about John Cena. But like, yeah, because like, the promos of yeah, John Brian Cena. Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, Big Show, Mark Henry did one, but like it wasn't shown. Like we are getting to a world where like things do exist outside of WWE. Yeah. And but like AEW, everything exists in the wrestling world, and we'll talk about everything. So Christian, which I love, up, yeah, it's it's awesome because we can bring Cannon from like other mm-hmm. companies with us, which we got a taste of later on in the show too. Christian Cage comes out with Luchasaurus, who is now just basically Kane. Yes, with like the evil Pyro, he's like a darker version, and yet and dark shits. Luchasaurus. I am here for. Yeah, like we've been waiting for like the breakup. Yeah. For so Which long, I don't think Jurassic we've even Express. seen Jungle Boy in, since the since not, that. No, but I'm here for Dark Luchasaurus, just like being a heel and like a sidekick. Like, he's always been a sidekick, but now he's like a heel. And well, I now like he's like that. he's the henchman. Yes, which is good because like I I like Luchasaurus as a single anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, especially to get away from Jungle Boy and have like that more heel side. Right, that's very interesting. But eventually, we'll get Jungle Boy back. And I'm assuming we'd get, like, a Jungle Boy Luchasaurus match before we get the Jungle Boy Christian Cage match. Yeah, I'm assuming. Uh, but, yeah, we, just Christian Cage absolutely killing it. We had Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Butcher and the Blade. The bunny's back, which obviously we're very, you, you know, happy about. She's you're, also also an injury. very happy about. Also an injury that, you know, has kept her out of action for mm-hmm. a while. Just another one of those for AEW. But she did just come, like, bouncing down to the ring. And I she don't... I don't mean, like, the bouncing like a bunny, but, like... You do mean it, and we all know you mean it. (laughs) Like, she did just come, like, down to the ring, like, very peppy. Yeah, weird botch in this one, too. Sort of kind of landed on... It was was so weird. Like, he didn't jump high enough, but I honestly... I don't remember if it was Butcher or Blade that he was jumping over. Didn't move fast enough, so he just, like, came down on his back, and even Keith Lee was like, oh, shit, like, that was not (laughs) supposed to happen that way. And, like, they Um, still get the win. But it was still a great match. Yeah, Keith Lee and Swerve get the win. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs come out after the match. They get interrupted by the Young Bucks. This all just sets up a three-way tag match for the tag titles next, I guess, next week? Or the week after? Did they say, like, a specific day? I think they said it was just, like, coming up next week, which would be sometime this week. Like, this is funny, because this seems like a redo of the triple threat tag team match that we were gonna have with the hardys yeah and then that all kind of got shit on Mm -hmm. but i like like get hobbs and starks involved in more stuff yeah get keith lee and and i would rather keith lee and swerve go against each other at this point because like swerve's done some sketchy shit yeah keith lee's mentioned it like oh he's my tag partner so like it kind of mm -hmm. like as long as we win it's cool i would like them to lose and see if keith lee will just be like fuck this yeah like over it turn them against each other i'm about that um eddie kingston i really like eddie kingston and he has had some really good in-ring promos this week both on dynamite and on rampage like he had the one that gets on dynamite that gets interrupted by jericho and he's like backstage with the jericho appreciation society and they're just like attacking ruby soho and they slam her arm in a car door and they just leave leave her laying on the ground it's a whole thing he is not happy about it no and then on a rampage we get eddie kingston versus uh Takeshita, which like big fan of this dude yes. every time i see him he's just he's just got the look of something special and then he gets uh kingston gets the win over Takeshita, gives a promo later on about how 
Jericho Appreciation Society is going to pay for what they did to my Ruby. It's It was like the most intense. intense promo yeah. I've ever seen. That was a real. very good promo. Eddie Kingston, it's not surprising. No. But like, just like the passion behind it. And like the, like, I feel like we're going to be referring to this my Ruby promo for yeah, a while. I, like it already has like a name. I like it's it. It's the my Ruby yeah. promo. I like it. I don't. I didn't know he like loved Ruby like that, but like well, he they've does. like they've showed hints of it because like Ruby's also always trying to like calm Eddie down, yeah, and like prevent him from doing something crazy. But like now, there's easily a like Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara because Ty mm-hmm. Conti's the one that slams Ruby's arm yes. in the car. You could have a Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, Eddie Kingston, and Ruby Soho mm-hmm. match, and then that lead to something with Jericho. I'm kind of like at the point with Kingston that. Like, can we get away from the Jericho stuff? It's like an obsession. He's it been is. working with Jericho for a while now. And, like, he got his win over Jericho. But he wants Jericho to bleed. He wants Jericho to suffer. Like, we just had this blood and guts match. Well, now we're going to have a barbed wire match. Allegedly. Yeah, he, he challenges him to a barbed wire match. I don't know. Jericho, I don't think, ever actually... No, we didn't get a response we to his own rampage. Yeah. yeah, he... So, he, in that promo, he challenges jericho to this barbed wire match because he wants him to bleed and he wants every drop of it to be for his ruby yeah and like it was i don't know it was just very intense promos back-to-back dynamite and rampage fantastic huge eddie kingston fan yeah no he's killing it i i do want him to get away from jericho though because i feel like there's just more for him to do and even if it's like just like a small run like with ruby it is because they did just kind of bring sammy and ty in there yeah like his group is so big for them to have like we can turn this eddie kingston jericho feud into eddie kingston and ruby and ty conti and sammy guevara but like it's still kind of associated with jericho because jericho's group's like jericho like it's just like eddie cannot he just for some reason he cannot get away from chris jericho and then the dark order come out later on or no, I'm sorry. That's what that was. Um, was that Dynamite? That was well. It was Dynamite and Rampage. We were just going back and forth for about Eddie stuff. But what? on Dynamite, the Dark Order came out. Yeah. And like, I didn't get it. I. Okay. It was nice because I get that they were in Rochester, New York. It's Brody Lee's hometown. And Dark Order, they come out. They have an announcement, and like Negative One's going to be the one to say it. But then QT Marshall interrupts. And then Negative One just says that he's going to wait until he's 19 to fight QT Marshall. It was very, like, discombobulated. I looked this up because I was okay. confused as to what the announcement was. The announcement, from my understanding, is that Dark Order is here to stay. Okay. But I had no idea they were in the works of leaving? Well, like, so they've lost a couple people mm-hmm. that they didn't, like, AEW just didn't re-sign. Right. Or, like, we're already, like, on, like, pay-per-appearance things. Like, they're not going to bring them back. So, like, there was rumors and discussions of like all right are like are the, is dark order just kind of going by the wayside and it kind of feels that way because they haven't done anything with yeah, dark order but in like, a while they're here to stay and then like hangman comes out he's still cool with the dark order he helps beat up qt marshall i don't know i just to me there yeah, are, it was kind of like wishwashy. yeah like I, I just don't get like what is dark order's purpose at this point i don't know i feel like they haven't had a purpose since they helped hangman and hangman didn't really do yeah, anything like return the favor yeah it's this all just was him very, returning the favor i guess i guess i don't know like dark order's here to stay cool that's it whatever and then negative one's gonna fight qt marshall when he's 19 like those are the two things that came out of that i'm gonna be honest i'm not gonna remember no. this promo <laughs> when negative one's 19 whatever that is because i don't think it's anytime soon i think they said he was 12 Okay, so in seven years, I'm supposed to remember that Negative One's going to no, we'll beat up QT play, Marshall. we'll just play clips like how Dominic Mysterio has like weird clips of him when he was a kid in the ring. Remember Nicholas? 
Oh, shit. The tag, yeah. former tag team champion with Braun yeah. Strowman. Where's he at? Maybe Nicholas should fight Negative One. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. That's like, that's some forbidden door Him shit. Him and Negative One could be a tag team If partner. WWE and AEW ever do a forbidden door, we yes, have to get they Nicholas. They have to do that. Nicholas well, versus Negative One. We have to write them a strongly worded letter. We are here for that position. Uh, later on, we also had Rush against Penta Oscuro. Rush wins, tries to unmask Penta. That's a whole... Like so disrespectful. It is. I do like Rush. He has a really cool look with that mask. Yeah. Him and Andrade. Like just as long as we're giving Andrade something to do. Yeah. Like I'm happy. Just get this guy on my TV. You had the acclaimed and the Gun Club versus Bear. Uh, you had the acclaimed and the Gun Club or Ass Boys, or whichever ass boy. you prefer, versus Bear Country, Leon Ruff, and Fuego del Sol. Leon Ruff like appearances always confuse me. Yeah. Because he was. Like, North American champion in NXT for, like, a week or two, mm-hmm. and then we just never saw him ever again. Uh, the acclaimed and the ass boys win. There's been some, like, strife between the, like, in this group because Anthony Bowens now isn't in a wheelchair. Yeah. But, like, there's, I don't know. There's, I don't know what they're doing I think, exactly. I think Daddy Ass would stay with the acclaimed, though. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, I feel like we're going to get to the point where, like, Daddy Ass is going to have to pick. He's got to Billy's got to pick either his <laughs> ass boys or the acclaimed. I don't know which one he prefers, but... It, it kind of <laughs> seems like he, he preferred the acclaim for. Uh, we have Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir, which Thunderstorm wins. I, I'm i worried about this, man, because it does seem like we're hinting at them becoming a tag team, and Whatever. especially since they have a name. Like, Thunderstorm yeah. is a fun name it's for a cool, them. It's a cool yeah. name for them. But I don't know how I feel about Tony Storm being in a tag team. It, like, I feel like she deserves better than that. But also, I like tag teams, so I can't like I'm very I'm very split down the middle about it. This is where we're at with the AEW women's division, though. Yes, because we had we'll talk about it more when we get to Rampage because there was like there's weird shit going on with like the TBS title too. I just don't know what I never know what the plan is with the AEW women's division. Mm-hmm. I have no clue what we're setting up, what programs there's going to be. There is kind of a program for the TBS title with Jade and Ember, but she's Athena now. Uh, but also, it's with Chris Statlander. Yeah. So I don't understand. We're just we're gonna move on. I don't think they understand. Yeah, because I don't feel like this is planned out at all. Yeah, they're like they're trying. I feel like it's just like whoever Tony sees backstage, is like all right, you and you, and then we'll just do that. Yeah, then we'll figure it out from there. Yeah, and then. As a result of Brody King winning the first ever Royal Rampage, he gets to face John Moxley for the AEW Interim World Championship. John Moxley retains, obviously. It was cool though to get Brody in that kind of yeah. Brody's a cool guy, man, and like we didn't get to talk about that Royal Rampage or whatever it was. Um, but the way he won. Just the hanging of Darby Allen. Straight up hung that bro. Yeah, and like it's terrifying terrifying i love darby allen watching him just like basically hang there lifeless in the arms of this insane looking human being who is just a dominant force to be reckoned with malachi and really cool promo backstage yes, per usual. loved everything about it the match was not that long but i also read up on that and it was because they were running over time yeah and there's a lot of heat on that like people are like they really wish that they would have cut something else to give them more time because that match would have been really cool had it gone it still went over time but had it they do this though this yeah. is this is a like it's not super common but it's not an uncommon occurrence for ramp for either dynamite or rampage to put in segments that we didn't need and then cut segments that we would have preferred. Yeah. Uh, but, 
you know, what it is what it is for Dynamite. Rampage, as we talked about, opened up with Eddie Kingston versus uh, Takeshita. Kingston wins, cuts the awesome My Ruby promo. That led us into the Gates of Agony versus Lee Moriarty and Jonathan Gresham. That's a Ring of Honor program that yeah. we're setting up. Jonathan Gresham is going to defend his um, world title at the next Ring of Honor show. Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez are now teaming up. They faced also the two locals. Yeah, but again, what are we doing? Right. Serena Deeb is awesome. Mercedes Martinez is your ROH Women's Champion. Obsessed with her. I think we're doing... I think this was one of those... Um, can they get along yeah. tag matches where like you're going to have Serena Deeb versus Mercedes Martinez. And I guess that would be for your ROH women's title. But like, it was weird because it didn't feel like there was any setup or explanation. Mm-hmm. It just had like, you had Serena Deeb hold her submission in for too long. Mercedes comes in. It's like, no, don't do that. And then like, that was, they that won was like it. within two minutes. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a very squash. quick yeah. squash, uh, but that's fine, you know, and then we had Orange Cassidy versus Tony Nese, and Danhausen is now Cassidy's lawyer. Makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, whatever. He ends up ringside. Fantastic. He cursed Nice at one point. Um, I'm a big Danhausen fan now. I didn't see that coming. Well, it, it's, he's just a likable, silly character. Yeah. If you like silly... And you like Orange Cassidy. But I remember you were saying this because, like, I had no idea who Danhausen was when Danhausen was coming about. And you were a huge fan of Danhausen. And you were, like, showing me his tweets and showing me clips of him in the other promos or the other companies. And I was just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And it's hilarious because I didn't get Orange Cassidy either. Yeah. And now I love Orange Cassidy. I'm a huge fan of Danhausen. I... I don't know. I think it's funny. Like, he just randomly came out, like, excuse me, I'm the lawyer. And he was, like, trying to, like, I don't know, fix his tie. And it was a whole thing. And I was just like, this is hilarious. Uh, what a great way to end Rampage. Orange Cassidy gets the win. I, Orange, Cassidy's, Orange Cassidy. Has, he's been on, like, a run lately. Yeah. He's been doing pretty well. And, like, he lost the match to Will Ospreay, but it was, like, debatably the best match on the show. Yeah, and it was okay. It was one of those matches where he didn't have to, like, it didn't hurt him to lose. No. Yeah, because it, yeah, it, like it's Will Ospreay. Right. But we also had like we we missed it. Um, it was like a backstage promo where it was uh, Claudio and Jack Hager, Jake Hager, whatever. Yeah. And like they mentioned that they used to be a tag team. Mm-hmm. Jake Hager mentions that Claudio has never been a world champion anywhere. Yeah. He wasn't a world champion in Ring of Honor. He wasn't a world champion in WWE. Another name drop there. And he has he's not going to be a champion in AEW. Claudio is just like basically like yes i will be and we're gonna just fight it out yeah he's like bet i'm gonna go do yeah this now. <laughs> so like next week we're also gonna get claudio versus jake hager we didn't get any claudio this week but we got like enough i feel like we got enough of like enough pops and enough claudio yes. to hold us over with like what he did last week mm-hmm. and then next week we have the i mean even the at, continuation in, of a wwe even in feud. eddie kingston's promo he like shouted out claudio and we know that they have real life beef that's not that's not well, like Well, it's like I don't know how much is like real life and how much like they just play it up in real life. Well, but that was your AEW side of things. We get into WWE. Bobby Lashley opens up Raw as your new US champion. He gets interrupted by Austin Theory cuz he has his ticket to the top now. He right. has his money in the bank briefcase. He's going to be the next world champion or one of the next world champions. He's going to be the youngest one too. Right? Cuz he's going to cash that thing in at SummerSlam. But we're also going to have a rematch for the U.S. title at SummerSlam. So, 
That, I hate it. I honestly, I hate it. Like, why I thought are we, we were, doing, I thought we were going to move on, for sure. I thought we were going to do Theory versus John Cena at SummerSlam. And then they're like, oh, we're probably going to do Lashley and Theory at SummerSlam for the U.S. title rematch. And I hate it. I hate it. I don't. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we don't do that. Yeah, I hope that it was just like, sometimes I think WWE like floats ideas to see the crowd reaction and then they change it. But sometimes I well, think they sure, yeah, they definitely that do. they float these things and then they're like, oh, the crowd hates it so bad, we're still going to do it. And that's what I'm nervous about. <laughs> well, I think, I just don't think that they've nailed Cena down yet. Yes. So like, they need to there figure was something like a, out just in case. There was a rumor that Vince was going to go and meet with John, like, I guess like this past weekend or like during the week, whatever it was. But I just I feel like they're in a point where they haven't nailed John down yet for the match, yeah. so they're going to present this as an option, and then you could always just change it later. Yeah, I don't know. That's my hope. Bobby Lashley ended up having a match later. He was with the Street Profits. They were going against the Alpha Academy and Theory, and then Lashley and the Street Profits get this win, and, and that was a cool match too. I mean, it was just it was just a brutal match. Yeah, and and like obviously Lashley and the Street Profits were going to win because earlier in the night. Alpha Academy had a rough night. Yeah. They had a hot dog eating contest. Otis ate too many hot dogs. He threw up, obviously. And, it, you know, 4th of July. 4th of July. Just 4th of July silliness. We also had um, Zeke spill some ketchup on Seth Rollins' beautiful outfit. He was wearing all white. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's on him. What a mistake. That's you honestly know, on him. The best part about this, though, this is the thing with WWE. They have so many silly things happening, but, like, they're sports entertaining. So they are doing things that are funny. So this barbecue yeah. that they had for the 4th of July. This was where, not funny. This was not entertaining. No, the thing that was entertaining about this, when Zeke did spray it accidentally, all, the ketchup all over Seth Rollins, starts putting ketchup on his bun by using Keth, Seth Rollins' face. And that was the only funny thing that came out of that barbecue. Like, this was one, and we've talked about this off the podcast, where WWE is doing silly right now. Yes. Better than anyone. Of course they are. And, like, it's just, it is entertaining. This is just one of those, like, corny, campy, it's, it's, like, who is this funny to? It got Ezekiel and Seth to have a match. Yeah. You know, like, this match happens, and Seth obviously wins this match, but... Zeke did a great job of keeping up with him. And I mean, Elias is, or Ezekiel, he's a good wrestler, but he is always stuck in these weird, like silly roles that he doesn't get to wrestle a lot. And I don't know. I just think he put on a great match. Well, he's also in this weird holding pattern where he was supposed to, he's ha- he is in a feud with Kevin Owens. Yes. Kevin Owens has been out a couple weeks. So we were supposed to have Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel or Elias or Elrod. Yeah. Another it's a brother. Whole thing. And then Kevin Owens got hurt or something. We haven't really heard what exactly he, happened yeah, with Kevin Owens. Yeah, he was Owens. either sick or was hurt or something. But either way, he's been off TV for two weeks. We haven't really mentioned any of it. Yeah, like this was a silly way to get Ezekiel back into a match. And after the match, Rollins is going to continue to beat up Ezekiel. Riddle comes out of nowhere with an RKO. That's going to set up your Seth Rollins and Riddle program. So like, yes. it, to me, it just felt like Ezekiel's here. We don't have anything for him. But we know, like, we can put him in this match with Seth. That will set up a riddle program. So it was like a, it was a fun use of Ezekiel. We considering he's in this weird holding pattern. We had a few of these, like, all of a sudden somebody else is here because, like, the Miz versus AJ Styles happened this week too, and AJ Styles gets the win. But then, as he's celebrating, Champa comes out and attacks him. And this is not the first time that Champa has like helped out Miz. Yeah, because there was a weird like Miz and Ali segment that like never really amounted to much. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and Champa came out and attacked Ali. So like now we have the same issue going on with Champa and now AJ, which like I'm down for a Champa AJ match. Yeah, hell I'm, yeah. I'm down for that all day long. But like it's just it's weird because we've never they've never talked about who Champa is. Yeah. Like, Champa is a former multiple-time NXT champion. But they're champion. not going to talk about that because they don't talk about NXT like that. And he was, like, but it's, he was back in weird. gold NXT where, like, he was a dominating force in NXT. Tag team champion, NXT champion. Like, he was a dominating force. There's a reason he got pulled up to the main roster when they got rid of the black and gold brand. And they're not talking about it. Yeah, and, like, to me, it's, it's very counterproductive because you're going to have people that didn't watch black and gold nxt yes or like even did but like it's been a while Mm -hmm. right and you introduce champa and people don't know who he is so you're like oh man champa's here it's like yeah but who is this person yeah like raquel rodriguez yeah but like even then it was like seamus was like you might know him by a different name but like back in the day we called him butch so like there was at least a little bit of an allusion to his like career prior to who he was champa is just like hey this dude's here like, look at it's this! Such a shame. Look at this! Champ like, is one of the best. Man. Look at this ripped up goblin. He's one of the best. But we've gotten nothing from him, and it it just like it, it's counterproductive to do it that way because you could have a story of like AJ Styles, one of the best ever, mm-hmm. versus NXT's like you know flag carrying dominant champion, and we just we don't want to mention that Champa has had a career prior to being kind of on Raw. It's so weird. It is. It's, it's weirdly counterproductive. You also had the Dominics yes. versus the Judgment Day, who have just been doing nothing since Edge was unceremoniously tossed well, as the leader. Because Rhea same, Ripley's also hurt. the same week that they tossed Edge out, Rhea got injured. So now it is just Finn and, um, what is his name? Priest. Damian Priest. And they've and been doing nothing. Finn's wearing pants now. Finn's They're wearing like, pants. They changed his, his gear. To the chagrin of all women fans. I'm furious. And also they still have Edge's music. It's very, very weird. The Mysterios end up winning this match because of a DQ. Finn grabbed a chair away from Dominic and then Ray pretended to be hit with it. Very Eddie type you know yeah but it, like to me it wasn't even executed the right way no eddie uh, used to smash the thing the chair on the ground so it sounded like there was yes. a chair shot and then the ref were like oh my god whatever no, the, Dom- it was, the it, dominics win nobody cares because there's been no actual build to this at all edge though yes we've been having this these weird vignettes mm-hmm. they, the started they started at money, money in the bank we didn't talk about it i, I guess we just forgot about it they happened twice on Raw, the same exact mm-hmm. vignette. And the idea is, first of all, it's super creepy and super Bray Wyatt-like. A lot of people were saying, oh my god, Bray Wyatt's coming back. But if you but actually no. look at the things that are in there, you have like the Hardy's purple bands. You have Eddie Guerrero's uh, license plate. Latino Heat plate. license plate. Like, you have the Kurt Angle um, gold medal. Yes. There's this a lot reeks of edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 to me, it, it has to be Edge because he has connections to all of those people. And I don't know what exactly it, it'll be. A lot of people are saying brood. <laughs> Whatever. But, like, we don't need another Edge faction. We just started one and, yes. like, changed it. Mm-hmm. So if Edge is going to do this, be by yourself. Yeah. Like, learn from your mistakes. Like, I don't need to have a group of people. I'm going to do this myself. He could still be a heel. 
Yeah, I think I think heel edge works. I know, like, I was worried about it when he first started the Judgment Day, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this, but I like it. And honestly, heels are better. And but like, they are. also by that same token, you can't put him against the Judgment Day, no, which would be an easy feud to make. Yeah, no. But then he is just by default a face. Yeah. I don't know who you come back to have Edge go against. I no idea. But I mean, it would well, be that's probably why we're having vignettes instead of him actually coming back. Yeah, I think like I don't think there's anything actually planned right yeah. now until maybe post SummerSlam because mm-hmm. you could you could drag these vignettes out for weeks. Right. We know WWE's done that numerous times before. I would put him against Theory. Yeah, that would make sense. Especially as like a kind of like a John Cena replacement if you can't get John. I think Edge versus Theory would be fun because Edge can put Theory over even by winning. Like Theory can take those losses to Edge and be fine. But you'd have someone who, but also Edge would have to be a face in this scenario. Because yeah, people point. are not going to boo Edge versus Theory. Yeah. Though we do want Babyface Theory back. We did talk about this last week. I think, yes, I would personally. But I think it's all going to be up to what they have as his theme music. Yeah. If they bring back, like, Metalingus and it's just the Edge theme oh, song, please. he's a face. But please do that. If he comes out with any other music, he's a heel. But if they could have the Brood, like, theme song, that was a good theme song, too. It, I mean, the Brood theme song bangs. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bring it back. Yeah, no, personally. you know, no. Let's just go back to regular Edge. Miss him. Love it. Uh, we also had Liv Morgan, and I can't wait to talk about We're going to talk about this and also what happened on SmackDown. Liv Morgan yeah. comes out to celebrate being Money in the Bank winner and also cashing in, becoming SmackDown champion. And she's out here like, oh, my God, whatever. There's you deserve this chance. She's like, I do deserve this. And she does deserve this. So it's not cocky in any way. Natty comes out saying the only reason that Liv wins is because of her, because she like basically defeated Ronda, even though she didn't beat Ronda, but she beat down Ronda enough to where Liv could come out, cash in, and win. Carmella comes out saying that she wants a title shot, but that she literally just got a title shot at Money in the Bank and lost to Bianca. But then there's like a whole fight between Natty and Carmella where Bianca, well, Natty and Carmella against Liv. Bianca comes out, save the day, turns into a match. Carmella and Natty versus Liv and Bianca. Liv and Bianca win. Fantastic. On SmackDown, Liv comes out (laughs) again. Yeah. Saying, I'm the champion. And I'm so happy to be the champion and I'm your new women's champion. She says this on SmackDown, very excited. Natty comes out saying the only reason that Liv beat Ronda is because she injured her. I honestly, I know like we watched this together, obviously. Yes. I thought I was having a stroke. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was so confused because, and like, we're not like this happened on Raw and then it happened on SmackDown. It was, it was the, the exact, exact same promo. It was the same exact thing. I thought I was dying. You were like, is this? Didn't we? Did we already like, watch I this? I was like, did I accidentally turn on like the Raw recording? And it like we're doing awful. this again? Like I like I legitimately checked our like DVR. Yeah, except this time, instead of being interrupted by Carmella, we were interrupted by Rhonda. She comes out, messes up her whole promo, but then attacks... Like, Natty attacks her, and then Liv throws Natty out of the ring, and then, like... Props to Liv. Those shoes were wild. Yeah, I loved Liv's outfit. the fact that she could even move around in them Loved everything about it. She looked real, like, 90s Spice Girl era. She looked amazing on both shows. Loved it. Um, 
But then during the commercial break, this turns into a match. This turned into Ronda versus Natty. Ronda wins by tapping Natty out while injured. It's a whole thing. I was just really blown away by the fact that we had literally the same Natty promo. Yeah. And like, let's get back to Raw because it, like we were so confused by it. Like the fact that they did this same exact thing was so weird. But at the same time, it, it kind of made a little bit of sense. It made sense to do it on Raw. Yes. Because then you had Liv and Bianca. They can both come out. They can be the champions. Mm-hmm. And like it was cool to see the champions of both shows be cool. Yeah. Like they're excited to be with like they're both faces and they're yes. both excited. You have two pure baby face mm-hmm. women wrestlers. They get along. Yeah. It was very nice. Um, I do like and it's funny, it was like nice. Like I yeah. but I do it like it wasn't that. catty at all. There no. wasn't like any bullshit mm-hmm. behind it. Like it was just like two friends that also happen to be champions yeah. taking on two women that just, you know, are salty for whatever reason. And this all will lead to like Bianca right now doesn't have a dance partner. Yes. Liv, God, I hope it's not going to be Carmella again. Liv definitely does, mm-hmm. which we'll get to on SmackDown. Because SmackDown, because Liv, she jumped shows, which like we didn't really mention at the Money in the Bank show. I don't even think we really realized it. Because until... Liv was a Raw superstar, yeah. cash in her Money in the Bank on SmackDown champion. So Liv is a SmackDown person. Yeah, and now. Carmella mentions it when she comes out interrupting everybody, and she's like, "Oh, uh, like you jump ship, like you went over there, go back there. Yeah, why you don't are e- you uh, here? Very, you don't even go here. Probably. Yeah, like why yeah. are you here? And then when she said that, we were like. Oh shit! Yeah, like she was on Raw, but it made she it made sense. Like if you're there. Liv Morgan, because you've had no success on Raw, right? So go over there. Your and best it success out well. was being friends with AJ and Finn. Yeah, and like you've just been pinned. You've been like the fall guy for mm-hmm. months, if not years. So why not jump? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it worked out well. We also had. Um, okay, we have to remember that this is the Fourth of July episode. Oh, uh, we were pounded into the face with yeah, it. Yeah, there was no way we were going to forget, especially when R-Truth came out in full-blown Uncle Sam cosplay. Yep. Full-blown. Gets absolutely destroyed by Gunther, and it was, what, two minutes? Yeah, it was It was a Gunther squash, which made no sense, because, again, Gunther is your Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown. Yeah. So I don't know why he was here necessarily, but it's always interesting to get any foreign person. Mm-hmm in the ring, you'll get USA chants from the crowd. And I think that's what they were doing. Like, th- that's why. But, like, yeah, Gunther beats the shit out of R-Truth That's the only person he beat the shit out of this week. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Because, we'll, we, yeah, we're going to talk about Gunther more because I love Absolutely everything love about him. it. The main event of this show is Asuka versus Becky Lynch. And Asuka, like, was in the back earlier in the day talking to Liv Morgan how she's going to beat up Becky Lynch. Asuka's been on this, like, she's truly gone insane. Yeah, but in a good way. But in like a very fun, she she like she cracks me up because I don't even know if she knows what she's saying half the time. But we have Asuka and Becky Lynch, no holds barred match. We have tables, we have trash cans, we have chairs. Asuka comes out in a Jason Voorhees mask. It was fantastic. This match was awesome. So good. Um, fantastic you, way to end the night. You get the end with Becky Lynch puts Asuka through a table, gets the pinfall. Twitter goes crazy. Instagram goes crazy because there's like some some squeezing. Stop it. <laughs> going on after the fact. Like, like wrestlers make sure that their opponent is okay. Yeah, just Twitter went and nuts. that's all that it was. That's all that but it was. But it was. But you did say the same thing. You're like, did they just squeeze? Did they squeeze each other? I was like, that's a straight up titty grab. Like, what are we doing over here? 
Uh, but it was fine. It was yeah, a great match, it. though. It was, a, like I said, a great way to end the show. And then to start SmackDown, we finally see Roman Reigns. We have not seen him in a while. So we have Roman Reigns come out with the Bloodline and Paul Heyman, of course. They open the show. As they're walking to the ring and, like, in the ring doing their whole, like, hey, we, we're here holding up the titles, Theory is just quietly standing at the entrance. Like a creep. Real creep. Just standing there. And then they're talking. And after they start talking about SummerSlam, then Theory's music finally hits. He runs down and people are like, oh, my God, is he going to cash in? Absolutely not. No. Roman's just standing there with his whole crew. Why would you cash in now? He just does a lap around the ring and then leaves. Yeah. And that was it. That That was was it. it. That was it for Theory. And then that leads us to the Usos versus Los Lotharios. Just a quick championship contenders match. It's a Mm -hmm. squash. Usos win. Kayla comes out. Just being the shit stir her, the shit stir that she is. This is why we love her. We love her for numerous reasons. But she talks about how they beat the Street Profits, if you can even call it a win. Yeah. How they got away with Cheney, we mentioned on the podcast, and, you know, it was a big part of the story. Montez's shoulder was clearly up during the pin. They're going to get a tag team title rematch at SummerSlams. (laughs) SummerSlams. There's just one. There's just one SummerSlam, and that's going to be the night Street Profits get their tag They're going to get a special guest referee, too. Like, what does that even mean, though? They didn't say who Did they say it on the show? They said that on the show. She said, you're going to get a a rematch, and then there are rumors backstage. She said there are rumors backstage. Oh, she's just starting rumors. She's there. She's stirring the pot. And she said there are rumors backstage that it'll have a special guest referee. And the Usos are like, yeah, 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 it better be like the one. I hope it's her. They're saying- I hope it's Kayla. (laughs) That's hilarious. They're saying that, like, they hope that it's Roman. That'd be fucking stupid. But it's going to be <laughs> stupid if it's Roman. No, he has other shit to do. That right, night. right. But then you look who at it, it and you're though? like, yeah, the Street Profits versus the Usos. Like, who would be the special guest ref in that? Because, Sami Zayn? Oh, God, that would be hilarious. Sam Zayn has to count the three for the Usos to lose the titles? That would, that would be, be fun. That would be fun. Um, Just I'm get Sam Zayn involved in anything. I'm, I'm very I'm, intrigued I'm to see where that goes. But then if we have to get back into Gunther, bro. We have to. Gunther's got, he's out here, he's got an open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. And also, Baron Corbin's on commentary for this match. Mm-hmm. Because Pat McAfee is not here. As we discussed, Pat McAfee was assaulted after SummerSlam by Corbin. By Corbin. And even though Pat McAfee was okay enough to go to the UFC show later that mm-hmm. night, he is not okay enough to be well, on SmackDown. It's funny because they were talking about how Corey Graves is here to replace McAfee. And as they're talking about it, Corbin comes out and he's like, hey, I'm here too. Yeah. Like, I'm here too. So then Shinsuke comes out to be part of this open challenge. And Corbin and Corey Graves get on the desk and start dancing. They're just like pretending to be McAfee, but it's fantastic. It was very fun. Yeah. Very fun. But then Shinsuke doesn't challenge Gunther. Well, he does challenge Gunther, but Gunther's like, I'm not into it. And then, like, yeah. Shinsuke's like, okay, like, I'll challenge Ludwig Kaiser instead. Right. And, like, this leads us to Shinsuke versus Ludwig Kaiser. And then we still get USA Chance, which makes absolutely zero sense because no sense neither one of these people yeah. <laughs> are, like, representing the United States here. Shinsuke ends up getting the win. Mm-hmm. And. Gunther does exactly what he should do. God, Ludwig was... Kaiser is representing Gunther in this match, and Ludwig Kaiser loses. Mm-hmm. So Gunther gets in that ring, and he beats the piss out of Ludwig Kaiser, absolutely slaps this man's chest Yo, through his chest. The way Kaiser just, like, took it, 
too. Like he was just like, yup, oh, this he didn't is just how take it. He like he was afraid. Yeah, of and it. he was like, this is what is supposed to happen here. And he would like he'd put his arms up, and then Gunther would like take his arms and put them down and just like chop him. And then like he would fall to the ground and he would stand back up and like it like he knew he was meant to be punished here, and it was mm-hmm. very crazy. But it was exactly what should have happened. It was insane. This man is insane like this is how you get gunther over i've been saying this for such a long time that this is a guy that is just like the sleeping giant Mm -hmm. on the wwe roster where he could be so important and such a big attraction because all he has to do to get over with the crowd is slap a man's chest dude it like hurts me and the crowd winces yeah remember when he just slapped drew uh drew gulak just off the show yeah basically into a brick wall like Oh my he god, just, where is Drew? He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we, we never saw him again. Uh, but, like, Gunther just slaps Ludwig Kaiser, and the crowd just, like, it, it was like when Cody exposed his chest. Yes. And, like, that pectoral muscle's gone. You're like, oh my god, what in the world? It's the same idea. Mm-hmm. Like, these, you you cannot fake these slaps. No! So the entire crowd's like, holy shit, why don't, the, why don't all the other strikes sound like this? And it's like, because it it's coming from Gunther. These are gunshots. Hurt. They that's should call them hilarious. gunshots. I just thought of that. That's, so that's fantastic. You're welcome, guys. Um, gunshots. Literally going for hurts me just watching it because like, you can hear it. You, it's you, so easy to get over that way. Like it he doesn't beats make any the, sense. He is a heel. He'll beat up the people that let How him down. His hand doesn't actually go through somebody's chest. It doesn't make any sense to me. Who was it? Oh my god, was it him? What before he was Gunther, where he would Walter. What I think it was. Yeah, in NXT, where he would just like pound on people's chests. Was that him? I don't know. I mean that like that has been Walter's thing for. Where I'm just like this man is going to cause literal heart attacks. Well, we thought that about Sheamus with his um. Oh, those, I said like, that about Sheamus beats. like a yeah. hundred times. Like Sheamus does, I think Sheamus. Whoever goes, Sheamus could Sheamus, restart a heart the way he yeah, hits yes, people with that. Yes, 10 beats. like they need to go get their like they need to go do an EKG afterwards. But now I feel the same way about anybody who goes against Gunther. It's insane. But then also speaking of people who are just insane and stupid on the show, um, we had Max Dupree. No, don't you dare <laughs> start. Maximum male models. Talk about WWE doing silly the right way. I'm in love with this gimmick. It's so stupid. But Max oh my Dupree God, comes and now out. You can like go on and submit your own photos. We can like, all be maximum male model. Well, like not all of us because some of us are ugly. So <laughs> you ugly people, you won't be able to be maximum male models because you have to send in a full body shot. And then oh, Corey God. Graves is even waiting on his acceptance. And Corey Graves is a good-looking dude. Corey Graves so is if, a great So if Corey Graves dude. is struggling to be a maximum male model, there is really just no hope for any of us. But we do have maximum male models. Max Dupree. It's Max Dupree. Mm-hmm. But, like, the pre is a higher. But I'm not going to do it because I want to hurt people's ears. <laughs> <laughs> so he's out here. He has the uh, 2022 tennis collection. Hilarious. Out comes Marseille. Out comes Mansois. Mansois is giving Mansois me is life, it, honestly. Giving this me dude, life. Why is he so damn handsome? It all doesn't of a sudden? make any sense. And like, even as Mansour, like he was very like he was so kind of like a handsome guy, but like yeah, but he was like, that happy go lucky yes, bullshit. He's like suave now, and yeah, like he's Mansois. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm here for that though. It Marseille is say with the shortest shorts you've ever seen it on a human is being. Stupid, but the good kind. And yeah, it's like, just, it's stupid. It yeah. is stupid. It's silly. If you don't like silly, you will not like maximum male models. 
But like it's the same thing we talked about with Orange Cassidy, Dan well, exactly. Housen, um, the Ezekiel but again, stuff. WWE is sports entertaining. Yes. So they are entertaining us here. And if you don't like it, go away because that's all it is. And, and like you, you have yeah, to like so, silly to be a part of WWE. Yeah, like this is the sports entertainment yes. side. There's sports and there's entertainment. This is the entertainment side. Max Dupree, formerly LA Knight, formerly Eli Drake, give him a microphone and he'll make it work. Yeah, he's he'll he's been it out. awesome. Like he did have to read cue cards because I think he forgot a few things. But like the shit he's saying is so nonsense yeah. that like of course he should have cue cards. Just don't put the camera on him when he's reading it. Right. Uh, you also had and like also. There's been no physical confrontations with the maximum no, models. No, they at come all. out like on a runway. Yeah, they just they they show they're off their models. their legs and their their handsomeness and then they go. Yeah, they're models. That's it. They just come out to a runway walk and then they turn around and go back. Yeah, and like, I hope we I honestly hope we do this for weeks like, and we what get are we nothing. Do? I don't I don't even know how you would counteract this. Like we have the male models and then who are we going to have go against the male models? Just like some uggos. But the then Viking you, Raiders maybe. I don't know. The Viking Raiders are busy getting their ass beat or getting their ass they're hit, well, they're their handing ass out ass beat tickets. Yeah. tickets. Well, yeah, let's let's get into that because <laughs> the new and the new vicious Viking Raiders, I think that's what they're calling them. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care at all about it. They've given us no reason to care about the Viking Raiders the Viking Raiders before. I do not care about the Viking Raiders now. They come out New Day comes out because the New Day got their ass beat by the Viking Raiders the well, previous Well, everybody's week. getting their ass beat by the Viking Raiders. Jinder sure. and Shanky got their ass beat this week by the Viking Raiders. And then the New Day came out. New Day come out, and they are ha- they are holding ass beating tickets. It's hilarious. Again, so, hilarious. So they're going to hand out some ass beatings. Mm-hmm. They get into the ring. The Viking Raiders beat their ass. Explain to us what happened on Instagram. Oh, my God. I laughed so hard. Kofi Kingston starts posting about these ass-beating tickets. And then he goes, um, well, it doesn't matter, though, because of the fine print. Because on in the fine print, it says that these ass-beating tickets, uh, if the Viking Raiders happen to gain a physical advantage, then the beatdown will not count. And this made me laugh <laughs> so hard because, again, the New Day is... The New Day are hilarious. They've always been hilarious. They've always had that goofy gimmick to them. So for them to first off come out with, quote unquote, ass beating tickets. Yep. And then turn around, get their ass beat, and then say, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, no, no. Fine print. Read the fine print. Yep. That didn't count. It fine print's count. very important. And the fine print's very important. Uh, I don't I don't really know what's happening here with all of them on and not in the wrestling ring thing. Big E's doing great. Yeah, that's good, great. good news great there. Great news. Um, he doesn't have to wear the neck brace anymore. There's some things going on. He doesn't need surgery still. Things aren't healing the best way, but they're healing, and that's what matters. So great for him. In the meantime, Kofi and Xavier are just still holding down the New Day goof, and I'm about it. I would. I wish they would get him away from the Viking Raiders because I don't yeah, think, I don't care I don't think anything with the Viking Raiders is ever going to work. Mm-mm. We already, like, we've made them goofy, like, remember when they did that yeah. like, whole, like, um, Eric and Ivar were just, like, doing weird competitions for yeah. a while, and then, like, they were also, I don't it just... It's, it's, we need to get over that. Yeah, now they have face paint, and, like, that's supposed to make us feel different about them. I, I don't know. I don't care enough. Um, you had the Ronda versus Natty match, which we talked about earlier. It made no sense to me. Like, I just want to talk about that real quick, because Ronda wins, Right, she beats Natty in yeah. this impromptu match where Ronda's not even dressed for competition. I mean, she was in leggings. She taps Natty out. She couldn't tap Natty out, like 
how, I, I forget how that match ended. I don't remember how. I think she. I forget how that but match, this match ended, ended at Money so in the Bank. Quick, and Money yeah. in the Bank match was so long. Ronda still just, won that match, though the Money in the Bank match. Like Ronda beating Natty while injured yeah. in an impromptu match, quicker than she was able to when she was healthy at Money in the Bank, made no sense. It made Natty look even dumber. I guess we're going to go the route of Ronda versus Liv for SummerSlam. Yeah, I think that was announced. Here's here's my fear because they're clearly still trying to have Ronda be a babyface, mm-hmm. and it's still not working. But they're going to keep trying. If we do a babyface, Liv. Versus babyface Ronda. No, Ronda wants a heel run. She's a, she said that. Yeah, but we're, but she okay. Then she has two weeks to turn heel, mm-hmm. which would be great. Like if she just like beats down Liv, like like all oh, we're all like all friends now. And then she yeah. turns on her. Hopefully, we do that in the next two weeks because otherwise, I have a bad feeling that Charlotte's going to get involved. Ugh. And Ronda's going to win at SummerSlam, and then we set up Ronda. It's and, annoying and how like you're probably right. Because like I could easily see they do babyface Ronda versus babyface Liv. Ronda ends up winning, and then, like, Charlotte comes out and, like, beats up Liv, and Ronda gets the save. We turn Ronda face because she's nice to Liv. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate it. hate everything about it. That's my only fear with, like, speaking the Liv of, Morgan title run is that we're going to use it as a way to turn Ronda face. But speaking of people who they're turning, like, from maybe face to heel, I don't know what they're doing with Lacey Evans. Like, we had a Oh, they're Aaliyah, turning her heel, for sure. But... Like, was she supposed to come back as a heel or was she supposed to come back as a babyface? Because all those promos made it seem like she was coming back as a babyface. And I know that that got heat because people were like, why? Like, yeah. why are we doing babyface? But we were supposed to have Aaliyah and Lacey Evans team up against some team. I don't even know if it was they ever never, announced. No, they never announced it. But Lacey comes out. Aaliyah's out first. Lacey comes out, doesn't like her crowd reaction, which there was no reaction. There was zero crowd reaction. Which was cr- And I don't know, like, did they plan that? Did they go, hey, nobody react here? I don't know. I'm because thinking possibly she- they muted it that makes because sense. there was literally nothing. nothing so then she turns around and goes back and then comes back out to see if she can get another crowd reaction not that much better of a reaction gets on the mic saying she's mad about her reaction well she did this three times oh i thought it was only twice either way she came out she went back came out went back came out whatever too many times tells everybody to go to hell because she's mad about her reaction and how dare they not react to an American hero, hits Aaliyah and leaves. No match ever happened. Which makes me think that there was no match ever actually lined up. No, there was never a match to happen. But what are they doing? I think this is... I still hate her outfits, too. Yeah, I I don't like any of this because it definitely is... There was, like, always some undertone to, like, she would say that you know, she's not better than any of those girls in the back, but they're damn sure not better than me. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, fine. It could be a baby face thing, but it always had, like, that heelish undertone. She always has a heelish undertone. She does. Just, like, in general, I feel like. It is very weird that they had her week after week spill her heart out, mm-hmm. talk about, like, real-life shit. And, and how, she like, says that her in her promo. Is. She's like, you guys heard how hard everything was and, and how hard I had it, and I was so open with you guys, and for you to react that way to an American hero makes no sense, and blah, blah, blah. Like... But, like, she is mm. she is contradicting herself because yes. she's making it seem like she is better. Yes. Because, like, Aaliyah didn't get that much of a reaction. She mm-hmm. didn't freak out. But, yeah, I, I don't care for it because I always thought that Lacey had an easy babyface route because she of has course. this, like, real-life backstory. She is an American hero, this whole the, – the whole nine. The fact that they're going to turn her heel with this gimmick mm-hmm. makes no sense to me. She might as well have just come back as, like, the lady that she was before. Right. Which I, I loved. I, I don't – I know you've always been a big fan of Lacey Evans, and I've always been. Like, I liked Lady the, Lacey Evans. I've always been on the fence with Lacey Evans. So, like, even as like the lady, like, because I just I feel like they don't 
know what to do with her character and she has a lot of clearly like she has a lot of potential to be at the top and they just don't know how to get her there successfully which is crazy because she's not bad at wrestling no she's, she's hella strong super she's athletic super she's got a strong. fun move set right like she she has what it takes to be a star and they're just not putting her there they're not figuring it out and it does that doesn't make any sense to me and then i just also like they're making me not care about it and they're making me just yeah. be like, I don't care that you're a strong person who had a hard upbringing. Like, you're not the only person who's strong and had a hard upbringing. You know, like, yeah. it, it's making me just very like, okay, go away. Go, like, you're, think, you're going on the Ronda end here now. And I, you don't want to be on that side. No, because it's not like, it's not Ronda, but it's, I can see why you're thinking that. Like, to me, it's just, she is, she is turning heel. And her reason yeah, for turning like heel is that, like, I've been through so much, you should respect me. And because you don't, yeah, F off. Yeah, you know? I don't care. Uh, but then to end the show, we also had Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Very normal to see this match. I feel like we've always seen this well, match. Well, we didn't get Drew versus Sheamus. Right, we were supposed to get Drew versus Sheamus. And the winner was going to go to Clash at the Castle. Which is coming up, but I think after SummerSlam. Yeah. And then we have Sheamus coming out coughing, saying that he can't fight him because he might have COVID. But I feel like, <laughs> sir, um, if you think you have COVID, don't come out here coughing. Yeah, please go away. But, you know, whatever. Um, but then he says he can't fight, so Butch is going to take his turn, and it's going to be Drew versus Butch. Sure. Fine. We... We love us some some Butch. Uh, yeah. Hate his name, love him. Drew wins because, of course, he does. And then Seamus goes to get in the ring. And Drew grabs his sword and does what he does best and tries to commit murder. Mm -hmm. And he slams the sword down on the top rope. As Seamus is jumping off of the rings, the ropes break. And then Pyro just went absolutely crazy like Kane was coming. Yeah, I don't understand why we got fire. I don't know. Like Kane was coming out. It was like Kane's pyro for real, but for a sword. Yeah, because like, didn't we do this at WrestleMania where he cut the top rope? Yeah, mm -hmm. and like, it was really cool. It was like, oh my god, like, yeah, how so are they, they going like, to go on with the show? How do we make this cooler? Pyro. So like now, in wrestling canon, if your rope snaps, mm -hmm. fire happens. Yeah. So just to, just so that we all rope, know, no, not if your rope snaps. If your rope gets cut by a sword. Okay. Pyro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, it's, it's just that's good to the know. The only way to make pyro happen, Kane's no longer a thing. His pyro went to Angela the Sword. So but, we don't know if that match is going to happen at Clash of the Castle. We know that Clash of the Castle is September third, but SummerSlam is July thirtieth. So we do have like a good month. Right. There's the nothing in August, I don't think. And right now for SummerSlam, we have announced Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal mm -hmm. Championship. It's Fun. supposed to be the last one. Fun. They're saying it's the last one. Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. The Usos versus the Street Profits for your tag team championships. And then Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for your women's champion, SmackDown Women's Championship. We're also going to have Baron versus Pat McAfee. I said that. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we <laughs> don't know maybe, anything about Bianca yet. We don't know what... Maybe Lashley versus Theory. Maybe versus, oh, yeah, maybe Lashley Theory not announced yet again. Which is probably better that it's not officially announced. Yeah, I like that. Because that makes me feel it better about it. It leaves us more it. room for yeah. Cena. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about that. Again, it's on a Saturday. Hell yeah, love Saturday pay-per-views. 
And I don't know. I'm excited. We'll see where it goes. We have a few weeks leading up to it, probably two and a half-ish weeks leading up to it. So I'm sure more things will be announced before then. We will have an all-SummerSlam episode again. So make sure you are following us everywhere at HeBookSheBook. And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.